0: This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is sponsored by the Union of British Columbia Performers. UBCP is an autonomous branch of the Alliance of Canadian Cinema, Television and Radio Artists. For more about UBCP Actra, visit UBCP.com. That's UBCP.com.
1: This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Do it our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com/slash YVR Screen Podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast
0: where we pull back the curtain and expose the beating heart to the Vancouver film and television industry, namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work, capital T, capital W. I'm Sabrina Ronnie Furminger, and today is a momentous one in the history of this podcast because we are welcoming a quartet of icons, an iconotet, (laughs) I think is the correct term to the Wavier Green Scene podcast. I've got four, four of the stars of Corner Gas and Corner Gas the movie, and Corner Gas animated in the Zoom room today. I got Brent Butt, Lauren Cardinal, Tara Spencer Nairn, and Nancy Robertson. If any show is iconic, if any franchise is iconic, it's Corner Gas. I don't use the terms icon, iconic, and Iconotet Lightly. 17 years ago, Brent Butt was a 30-something stand-up comedian with a dream. He had a pocket full of comedy awards and a TV story idea about a prairie town 40 kilometers from nowhere, where life revolved around a gas station and a restaurant. Since then, it's become one of Canada's highest-rated comedy brands of all time, spawning a live-action series, a movie, an animated series, two chart-topping books, sold-out comedy tours, a successful line of merchandise, a top-selling series of DiDiz, a theme song, a holiday single, and a thriving tourist industry in rural Saskatchewan, where the live-action sitcom and movie were filmed on location. The fourth and final season of Corner Gas Animated kicks off on July 5th. By the time it airs its finale, The iconic franchise will include 48 episodes of Corner Gas animated, 107 episodes of the original series, and that 90-minute feature film. Content that is currently enjoyed in more than 60 countries, making it one of Canada's most beloved cultural exports. Those are impressive numbers, iconic numbers, I should say. But what they don't tell you is how these shows and the cast of characters who populate them have made people feel. They don't illustrate the generations of Canadian families that have gathered around their tellies to laugh with, or is it at, I think it's mostly at, Brent, Wanda, Lacey, Karen, Davis, Hank, Oscar, and Emma. They don't immediately convey the warm fuzzies that most people in this country have about the residents of Dog River and the remarkable talents you have brought these characters to life. So today, on the eve of the final season of Corner Gas Animated, We're going to talk about Dog River's Finest with the humans who've brought them to life. And hopefully they will give us the strength we need to say goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) At least until the next Corner Gas Project, because if I know Corner Gas, like I know Corner Gas, this isn't the end. Right, Brent? (laughs) Right? Brent Butt, Lauren Cardinal, Um, Tara Spencer-Nair, Nancy Robertson. Welcome to the Web Your Podcast. Hi.
2: Bonjour, as they say.
0: They do say that. <laughs> they do. <laughs> when was the last time that you all were able to gather in person together that you actually, well, you know, you shared this iconate shared space together? Well, uh, we uh, Lauren and
3: uh, Brent and I and uh Fred and and um, Gabe would we would be recording the, the you know the season 4, but we would all be separated opposed to what we used to do which was being a group and we would connect to Toronto with you know Tara, Eric and Corinne and and be together so this is all different now so we've been recording kind of in a very lonely uh, scenario for uh, but fortunately been able to do it for you know for the season four and I think a little Mm -hmm. bit of season three didn't we do
1: I think so. I feel like we were at the
4: end of season three. Yeah. 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 Because we used to cluster all together in person in the room, and it was a a fun, funny vibe. We had chemistry. Yeah, there was snacks. Yes, we had
3: (laughs) snacks.
1: (laughs) We had snacks. But
4: uh, But it was fun because it gave
1: good energy, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the the ideal way to do it. And, um, you know, but fortunately, animation lends itself to being done piecemeal. So we were able to pivot, whereas a lot of live productions had to actually shut down. So we were kind of lucky that way.
0: Yeah. And as somebody, I have had the chance to screen the first two episodes of season four. And I mean, I couldn't tell, like I couldn't tell, cause I had actually had a chance. I spied on you, on you, I think during season one, um, legally, I was brought in by your media <laughs> team to look mm. through the window and to, to watch, you know, everybody who was present, you know, jamming mm. together, but you know, you could like, to watch, you know, the new episodes, you, you really, you can't tell that you weren't all together, so. Yeah, well, we're yeah. <laughs> like fortunate
3: the, from having the history that we do. We have, I think, a pretty good idea of, you know, of, you know we know each other's characters, you know, very well and can kind of get a, know the rhythm of, of, of what we, what we'll do and, and everything like that. And if yeah, not, kinda... then we do pickups.
4: So, yeah, you kind of know how yeah. you, you've learned, you've grown to learn how each character is likely to respond approximately yes. in any situation. Mm-hmm. You we've heard their voices. We've heard each other's voices so much.
0: So you all have each Since other living in your heads.
3: We <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well then that is, that's the question, right? So that's where I'd like to begin is with, it really is with some, some time travel uh, back in time to the, to the very, very beginning.
2: I, I, I want to hear what uh, Brent. Uh, if our voices were what matched in his brain.
0: <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah.
2: Because um, I'm curious about that.
4: In in some ways, but really, the, the 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 characters were written to be fairly archetypal, and then what happens is you hope that you find people like we were able to find, who. Who have you know a high level of talent and skill and an ability to it 's really a matter of breathing life into these characters because on the page is one thing, but until they 're living and breathing and until i always said until you believe that they 're people it 's going to be a lot less funny and these actors i mean not i 'm not sitting here blowing smoke these actors um, made these characters who they are they they the way they're written, uh, especially in the first couple uh, episodes, because the first couple episodes were written before the characters are cast. Mm. Um, th- like I said, they're very kind of archetypal, and it, th- there's no way you can anticipate what, what people are going to bring to it. And just so much life, even in the audition process, when these actors are reading them, for me, is so thrilling, because it's like, oh, that, that per- that's actually a person now. It's a, it's a live person. And what happened was, it was kind of a learning, learning experience for me. I had, because I come from the world of comedy and a lot of my comedic friends are actors, I kind of had comedians or comedic, specifically comedic people in mind for each of these characters. And what I learned through the process was, it was always funniest when you would have the people who could make the character most believable. Because once you, once you believe, in these characters in this place, the comedy is is, is more authentic and more real and and that 's the funniest comedy is when it 's authentic and real and so that 's the type of thing you can 't get you can never get there unless you have actors who make you believe that, and that that 's what we were able to find in the, in this amazing group
0: yeah all right, um, so Tara, tell me about your very first your, your first response the first time you put on this character as a skin suit and, and inhabited her, you know, what was your, what was your first response?
1: What I loved about this character was like, there was a uniform, which yeah. as soon as I put that on and as soon as I put on the belt, as soon as I put on the boots, um, I kind of transform and change. And I, this is what I love about acting. When you have a character that is um, got a specific wardrobe that is is so different from what you would wear or what would you, yeah, what you would wear in normal life that it, it's a great way to immediately sort of transform into that character. Um, what I found interesting with Lauren and I, um, we were like one of the only two that didn't s- s- like screen test together. Mm. We, we came in separately, so we had never met, we had never been in a room together that we immediately, I could feel, had like such a great dynamic. Um, But what was funny was that originally, uh, Lauren's character was more of the straight character and mine was like the sillier like this is my um what did I call my baton my uh, J- jessica jennifer
2: <laughs> jennifer yeah
1: jennifer. <laughs> 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 um but I, I feel like and brent can talk to this to speak to this as well um i feel like once our personalities got in there and um you know there's always a slice of who you are that your your charisma your energy that sort of comes through the character is kind of swapped um, swapped roles in a weird way uh, and Karen became who Karen became and uh, Lauren is just so goofy that sorry <laughs> no. Lauren you really are I mean in the best Naturally. Of ways Naturally. <laughs> um, that kind of happened and I, I mean it's it's so weird that first season to think back on that um, and just that the experience that we all had together um, just kind of thinking that this was going to be a a fun summer, like, woo! Yep, yep. Um, And how It was like a fat camp for actors. Yeah, yeah, just so something that seemed like, you know, so exciting, but it sort of- None of completely, it was go anywhere. It, no. it completely changed our lives um, forever. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just so bizarre. <laughs>
0: To think about what what has happened. So I'm sorry, Nancy. You said none of you thought that it was. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. It was a
3: Canadian television show, you know. And I mean, a lot of stuff in Canada doesn't doesn't get to hang on very long. We don't get a lot of second chances back then. It was it was basically, I think we were budget money that the network had to spend, and uh, so here's a bunch of money, uh, uh, and and so we shot it, and uh, we. We basically, like Lauren, Lauren said, it was summer camp. I mean, we partied. We, you know, we had fun. Oh, uh, we partied.
1: <laughs> oh, no, we partied.
4: Are
0: there videos?
3: <laughs> that was
1: before cell phone
4: cameras. No, no, no. No, right? so. because
1: we didn't have cell phone. It was yeah, <laughs> yeah, this was like Thankfully, before Facebook. <laughs> <you know>?
4: Thankfully, <laughs> and this think... was before that.
3: Yeah, and so nobody thought, nobody expected. There was no, I mean, as a, you know, Canadian uh, <laughs> show business is very difficult. You know, um, because they don't have as many spots uh, to give because they fill it up mostly with the American production, and um, so basically, you're you're kind of you go on as your as our Canadian content, and then you know we'll just put something else in. So I, you know, I remember uh, Brent Haynes, one of the executives, saying, you know, I got to be honest with you guys, um, when it premieres, you're going to have to get. 500,000 of you viewers, if you want any hope of getting a second season. And he said, it doesn't matter how good it is. It's, you know, it's. And so, so that's why it was kind of more of a, uh, it's, we were all very serious about our work and getting it done. But we also, we had no expectations and didn't expect anything. And when we wrapped for season one, it was like, man, what a riot, blah, 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 blah. You know, and <laughs> uh, it was yeah. fun. Now we got to go and, you know, and, and, and go, get clean. For go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and fortunate too, the, the the gods were smiling on us because at that, that, when we started, there was a writer strike on. So nobody else right. was working in the country. Right. So uh, our producers oh. signed the agreement so we could make our show. So there was a lot of unemployed actors. So, you know, you're extra, extra grateful. And I remember reading the first episode in, before I auditioned, I was reading in a, in a, restaurant in Toronto and I started laughing at the table by myself, you know, which drew a couple of stares. But uh it was very funny. I said, Oh, this is this is funny. I like this. So yeah. So it was totally grateful when we got to Regina. It was uh <laughs> it was awesome. We felt blessed. Is that a good word for yeah. Yeah.
0: Hashtag yeah. blessed, yeah, yeah. totally.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, Wasn't oh, hashtags back then? No, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> that if you put that like that pound symbol in front of stuff back then, yeah. you'd be like, "That's a." T- we're talking t- about a.
2: <laughs> we're talking about a city whose motto was "Keep your Regina clean." So you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so when and how <laughs> did you realize that you were part of a massive hit? I mean, especially this was the age be- before social media and Twitter, where people are like, while something's airing, they're letting you know exactly what they think of you and your work, you know? So when, when did you know? Because, you know, this is, I mean, I've, I remember going to my gr- grandparents' farm outside of Brockville, Ontario and watching, watching it with them, like corner gas is on. You know, <laughs> run, run inside, right? So the people all across, the, all across this country fell, like, we fell head over here heels for Dog River. So when did you know? The number re- when it came in.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember getting phone. that phone call yeah. from the network. Yeah.
1: Uh, and I was, yeah. At my parents, I was at my parents' house in Vancouver, and it was like, everyone was on this call. Like, Yvonne was on the call. Brent was mm-hmm. on the call. Is <laughs> that like, voice. Yeah, like all the big wigs were on the call and just calling to let us know what the numbers were and how blown away they were. And I remember just standing there, and my mom was like, "What? What's wrong? Who are you talking to?" <laughs> just being <laughs> like, "I don't think this is normal." It just it felt very surreal.
2: I was so, in I was in Kamloops and it was hard to get a hold of. So about two days later, I got a, I, I got a voicemail because I was had no phone reception where I was, and so I came in. There was a message from. Virginia, I think that's her name. <laughs> I just go like I don't know who this is, I'll just see what this is about. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, I love infomarts, you know, when they phone yeah. and you get a chat and visit. But no, it was Virginia, and she was saying that, the, you know, the, the numbers were fantastic and record-setting, and I was kind of, so what does that mean? So are we, are we on or what? Because I was 15 minutes late because I had to drive into the Kamloops and then find a place that had a TV, then wait for the bar <laughs> server to look oh. for the channel. And by the time it came on, it was halfway through the episode, and then when it ended, I was kind of like, well... That was nice, I think. <laughs> and then no idea. And then back into the woods and then no contact. So I had no, it was a nice surprise. Didn't know what it meant, but it was a nice surprise. Uh-huh. I thought I was getting fired, to tell you the truth. It was like, <laughs> <the kids laughs> and like oh my God, here we go. I've been replaced. I'm never getting
0: fired from this.
2: I've been replaced. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> but Brent, how did the the success then, you got the success that you weren't expecting. How did that impact, you know, moving forward then, you know, into that second season and then beyond.
4: Well, it was really a case of, like, I, I felt in my heart that one of the reasons that this show worked is because there, we we were going into it thinking that, well, nobody's going to watch this show, really. So our our, it, what that did was it gave us this notion that let's just make something we really like and that we're proud of, because that's all we're going to take away from this, is that we did good work, we made a funny show, and... I, I really think the audience is one of the things that they connected with. They could tell that this wasn't a show that was trying to appeal to a certain demographic. They weren't being sold something. And that authenticity I think was a big part of it. So, you know, when we got the writing room together again, I said, we have to write episodes the way we did in season one. And that is um, not worry about, the network not worry about audiences not worry about it. let's just keep doing things that we internally truly honestly think is funny and and that will translate because what once you have a hit it's um it, it, you can get seduced a little bit you know you could mm. it's it's easy to get pulled into it and say okay well now we got to keep chasing these numbers we got your goal and your motivation becomes a little different and I think it's important that, that you just kind of, you say to yourself, okay, what? It's like, you know, dance with who brung you? What got us here? And what got us here was doing a show that we like and that we think is funny and that we legitimately want to do. And and then cross your fingers and hope that that'll translate and, and don't get seduced by the chase.
0: Um, one of the things that so many people have, I mean, there's so much to love about this, the original run of Cor- corner gas and all, and you've managed to reinvent the wheel also with corner gas animated, but from that you know or, original run there were i mean you had cameos and you had i mean just the regular core of characters that people really loved. what were some of the the memorable moments or milestones you know that when you think about you know the beginning of the corner gas journey and by the beginning I mean the first six seasons, because there's been so much since then. As we established in the intro, you know what what were what were for you like? What what were some of those things that you know you will always hold so close to your heart? Let's start. Partying mm-hmm.
2: in New York City.
0: Yeah, oh, <laughs>
2: yeah, that was, awesome. that was well, that so, was so much fun. for the surreal. international Emmy that we an got nominated for. Emmy. Yeah. yeah,
3: sorry, lauren
0: <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was awesome.
0: Sorry, that was uh, surreal. Yeah. And so, it, I'm sorry, was it at the event instead of the partying or did you like you start at the hotel then you go to the, you know, the yes. event and then you, yeah, you're like Where
2: you yeah. get off the plane and then, while well, you're in the plane. Well, yeah. you go to the plane, you start partying there and then you're on the plane and then you get off the plane and then you're in New York City and then mixing you know oh gosh. back in detox. <laughs> yeah,
4: it it was one of the first things that really kind of it was one of the first surreal things, because when you, when you go into the business of making a Canadian sitcom about a gas station in Saskatchewan, your first thought is, and when we wrap this, we'll go to New York for the Emmys, and so we'll be on the red carpet, you know, and here we were. And I remember that moment when we were all lined up in the red carpet. You know downtown Manhattan, outside of whatever. Nobody taking
3: our pictures knew who that.
4: (laughs) But they're (laughs) all you know they're all (laughs) taking our they're all snapping pictures of uh, of us, and we're on a red carpet, and you can see the skyline of Manhattan (laughs) behind us, and we're all dressed to the nines. Everybody looks beautiful, and it's like you know that's one of those. I learned long ago that I have a I have have an instinct to to miss moments, and I've learned that you, you have to really be. In the moment. And I remember taking that time when we were on the red carpet there to just drink that in. I'll never forget it. Yeah. Mm. That was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome.
0: So is that everybody's favorite? Like that was that was the <laughs> moment then? What about like some of the some of the cameos, you know, that, that you you had? I mean, you had some of like, you know, you had like well, the top leaders of Upland. <laughs> and
5: yes.
2: Yeah, we had the yeah, hit. Tragically hit. Yeah. The hit.
5: Yeah.
1: They gave us a private yeah. concert in between. Yeah. Like when they were done shooting, they all just started playing.
2: I wasn't and there. While, it's for that <laughs> one. Like,
3: yeah. Oh
1: my God! <laughs>
2: thing
3: that is that happening. Yeah. At, in the in you know our call time was very early that morning, and then we go into set, and they're there before us, and they're just doing what they do because I think it's just their comfort. They're playing. Yeah. So while everything's yeah. being set, you know, while the you know the set is being lit and everything like that, they're just playing. So a bunch of us were just sitting like the cross-legged because we've been through hair and makeup and we're ready to roll. Just sitting on the floor going. Well, that was really good.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You You guys are pretty good at
3: this. (laughs) And and then that was another one of those. It's like, yeah, this is going to be a good day. And everybody was on time. Oh, we yeah. had a lot
4: of extra crew, crew members that day too.
0: Scheduled that day came in, you know. It ended up being like take your kid to work day unofficially too, and everybody yeah, right. had their kid with them. <laughs> that that is so. Daryl so Sittler rad.
4: was like that too. We had a lot of people who didn't have to be there.
0: We're hanging around. twenty-seven.
4: I brought my. I brought this card with me. Could you
0: sign this? Hockey <laughs> card? that I just happened to have on me. Uh, <laughs> oddly, oddly, Harper was the opposite. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to ask, you know, but not so all... <laughs> odd. oddly.
3: Oh, but I remember with Harper, though, because remember, because he, he was at the Rolo set. So we're going down the dirt road and and, uh, you know, and we're being driven into in, into work and they pull up to where our trailers are to the circus. And 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 then all of a sudden there is a there's a security guard outside my trailer. And they're like outside, like all of the trailers and he's got his glasses on and his earpiece in. And I walked, walked up and I was kind of like, excuse me, um, you uh, you're, I have to get in there because I'm, I'm going to work and that's my trailer. Yes, ma'am. And then I said, and then I stopped and I came back and went, um, what are you looking at? And he said, pie <laughs> shape, ma'am, pie shape. And I went pie shape. Yes, ma'am. We all take a piece of the pie and that's where we look at our individual piece of the pie. I went, hey, cool. Okay, we'll carry on. And then he stopped and he goes, <laughs> and then he just cried. He goes, big fan, ma'am, big fan. And I went, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and then I go into the trailer and then I come out and I'm just standing there looking at all the, like all these security vans and everything like that. And I feel this really hard poke on my back. Like it wasn't like a tap tap. It was thunk, thunk, thunk. And I turn around and it's Harper. And I see these blue eyes coming at you. and. Uh, uh, and it was—I mean, it was very kind. It was very nice, but it just kind of jolted me because I thought, "Well, you have security there." I mean, it, yeah, I'm surprised somebody didn't come up and go, "You know, stay away from her," <laughs> or something. <laughs> it was very—it was very strange, but very surreal. Wow. But then he's on set, and you just get used to it. You go, oh, "Yeah, no, the prime minister is out front. We're at the craft service table."
0: <laughs> so, at the end of the six seasons, then you—you you made us say goodbye to you, and then we had the movie as well. I. Uh, what was that? The original, like, cause when you first said goodbye, did you think that that was that was it? You know, like that was. Yeah. And the, did you? And so, what was it, like? Did you mourn? Like, what kind of process did you go through? You know, before Brent was like, I have these thirty other projects that that I want you to <laughs> that I'm going to keep Dog River going forever.
2: I, I know that it last was just season. Yeah. I was in
1: denial. I was in denial the whole season, and I was like, I realize now, looking back on it. I was in denial and i think i was like there was anger but not because it was ending but just i didn't know how to process the emotions yeah and i know i did everything i could to not focus on the fact that it was the last season like i was training for a half marathon like i i just needed to distract myself and have something that i was going to focus on that was going to be after because i couldn't i couldn't process i didn't want to process that it was going to be the last season like that last day was I was almost un- like I couldn't be emotional. I was almost detached from it. Yeah, it was really it was really weird. So I was really happy to be able to go back and do the movie because I felt like I could give it a proper goodbye that I, I hadn't been able to give at the end of that that last season.
2: Yeah. It was, very, it was very surreal. I was kind of doing the same thing. I was playing rugby with the Condors and Regina. And for some reason, we were filming on a Saturday, the first time ever. The final, final day was a Saturday. Also coincided with the rugby city finals that my team made it into. We were in the, we were in the finals and uh, I was supposed to play that day. But <laughs> so I was trying to convince Rob DeLint to, to shoot me out <laughs> before noon because their kickoff was at one. It turned out to be a, like a 12-hour day, so at about 2 o'clock, oh, um. I, was really, I was really bitchy. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should be playing right to you. Going to finish the last season of this oh, show. Gosh. And thing. Yeah. gosh. Yeah.
0: But you, but you believed that it was, I mean, you all believed that it was the end, right? You know, yeah. That like once badly, the movie yeah. was so done, that it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. there
4: was this notion that wouldn't it be great if down the road sometime we could get together five, six years and do a movie? Wouldn't that be fun? There was that kind of idea but you certainly don't think you know you're not banking on that so Mm -hmm. for me i thought it was yeah it's like look what we did and um very very proud uh, but at the same time sad kind of heartbroken
3: yeah well i think the advantage i think maybe of kind of leaving the party before you're asked to leave the party um back then uh uh with you saying that you wanted it done by by sex and that being you know your choice i i think that's what us. that is in hindsight now you look at it and go well that's gave us the opportunity to do the film and the animation if we had stayed on you know like say for another four years five years we wouldn't be able to come back in these other different forms Mm of so it's it's all kind of balanced out i mean in my opinion in the sense that it's like well you could have had that or we you know or we wouldn't have been able to reunite yeah. in it's like the like, film, it's like re- film retaining, or animation retaining your
4: value or, you have yeah. to do what you can right. to retain yeah. your value yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah it has been a joy to to experience cornergrass and and dog river through the animated series you know to i mean these are the characters that that we love uh, and yet and it's it's to to be able to see you know pirate ships and Michael J Fox and, and skydiving and all these things you know mm-hmm. that we have not that we didn't really get a chance to see on the you know on the live action and yet it's still corner gas can we, can, can you you tell me about what have, what have been the um, the the joys and also the challenges of you know re- revisiting re-inhabiting oh. these characters you know in the animated oh. realm I mean, you're all cartoon characters mm. now. That's so, that's that's so cool. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> I'll
4: tell you, for me, the big, the big difference, <laughs> the thing that really stood out for me is that in the animated world, produ- producing this animated show, I could kind of work an eight-hour day. I could kind of get up in the morning, mm. work, m- you know, make, do what I have to do, um, and by the end of the day, I could wrap it up with, with live action, because I was spending 11 or 12 hours on set, um, I had, and I had these other duties, I had to do the other duties whenever I could. And mostly that meant like I would be writing at five in the morning, because I'm getting picked up at six, and then writing during lunch, writing on camera turnarounds. And then at the end of the day, after 11 or 12 hours of shooting, I would go to the edit suite and I would edit till about midnight or so. So it was like 16 or 17 hour days, just because Mm -hmm. of the logistics of it, the way What I had to do had to be lined up one after the other. Mm. Um, And so with animation, it was, um, uh, I didn't have to be on set for 11 or 12 hours of the day. So I I could, I could do a day's work. I could do like a, sometimes a six hour day.
1: No. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. For me, the animation, I just, finally, my kids thought I was cool. (laughs) 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 Right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They really were like, oh, you're on television, you're a cartoon because for them that's that's really all they watch so they like are super pumped all the time they want to watch the cartoon they tell all their friends that my mom's a cartoon <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like there's lots more there's other things but they just they they think it's really cool and i i also it was like a, a little bit of a learning curve
5: mm-hmm.
1: um, to do the animation cuz you ha- kind of you you have to be larger than life I think things that you would normally do on set, um, you sort of have to elevate everything that you do and make it even bigger for it to work with the animated character. And it took me doing the first season, watching it, and going, oh, ah, okay. And I was like, I think I see what I need to, how I need to tweak and how I need to change my performance and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. What about mm-hmm. for, for you, Nancy? What were some of the um, the joys and the, I love challenges. Give me some challenges too.
3: Well, I, I, if I was going to give you a challenge it, and it just comes from uh, uh, ego <laughs> and a uh, place of ego, it's when you're doing it, you miss actual, I, I have a hard time sometimes where I think when, when I read the script and I'm doing it, I go, oh, I really want to do this. Like I really mm. want to, I really want to, like, bring my body into the act- into the character again, like, because I can feel it, because they know all of, you know, obviously, you know, the way it's written, that, you know, it's like, I want to do it. And I find that there was times where I feel handcuffed and going, oh, I kind of miss, because I know what I would do, the playing Wanda, what I would do physically right now, with this. Right. Um and so you obviously have to keep that in your head when you're when you're delivering it. So there was sometimes a little. Um, sometimes I go, ah, oh, I don't get to do that, you know. But on the other hand, when it's you know you're out in two hours, you go, hey, oh Duke, do, reel your <laughs> <Yeah>. bag. <brother." laughs> you know? But it's uh, it's yeah. But no, there's no downside. I mean, I, I that's really looking for a downside.
0: Yeah. What about what about you, Lauren? Was there anything that that you got to do? or that you especially enjoyed doing, you know, as Animated Davis, you know, that you didn't have the chance to do as, as, as my daughter says, and I'll say this for cred, IRL Davis? Yeah, I, I'm still trying to be cool for my kid, it's What,
2: right. is, what is IRL?
0: In real life! <laughs> In real oh. life! Oh! Jesus. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, um, no, I think the, the, the only thing but the Animated was making sure that my character had a waist. That was my big focus (laughs) (laughs) the first version came out he was very boxy and i was kind of like um can we give him a waist (laughs) and remember he's left-handed so i got to make sure my pens are on the right side and little things like that Uh. but i I really like the enemy because you really get a chance to use your voice to push it through the ranges and stuff and just to play with the the flow of it was was tons of fun so that was that was that was exciting and snacks that it was good. The challenge snacks. was to stay off the snacks. <laughs> yeah. I need my acting <laughs> chips. And then you you know
0: acting chips, but then well, your your silhouette stays exactly the same. Exactly the same. You it don't is. age
1: <laughs> I don't either. either. Yeah. Well, in in
0: between.
3: Speaking <laughs> of snacks, in between like things, you could always hear crunching and you always knew it was boom, Tara. That she's like, <laughs> like having snacks in between on the headphones. Like I didn't even have to ask. Like, I think sometimes I ask, what are you chewing on now? i'm a known snacker
0: a known snacker yeah and (laughs) now and now known to all our listeners as well yes so so season four what can what can you tell us without spoiling things
4: uh, t- tons more cameos, lots of fun cameos. Uh, starting with uh, here, well, here's a nice little bit of trivia. Uh, Mark McKinney is the only person to uh, guest star on the live action and the animated. No, uh, Jan
3: Ma- Jan Arden did too.
4: Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah, Jan Arden I've been live telling
3: and animated. Too. I've
4: been telling people that uh, I'm going to have to apologize to Jan Arden. I was going to say on social media. Jan, I've Jan, been telling people analogy. Mark McKinney. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Mark. So Mark McKinney plays in the in the uh, very first episode. Um, he plays a pilot because Lacey has always had her lifelong dream has been to jump out of a plane, and Wanda's lifelong dream has been to push somebody out of a plane. So it comes together <laughs> harmoniously. Um, but yeah, Rick, Rick Mercer does a cameo. Um, Tantu Cardinal does a cameo. Stephen Page, one of the founders of Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. Kim Coates does maybe maybe my favorite cameo that I've ever written. Um, he plays a biker who has a, a, a tattoo of Oscar on his shoulder and the tattoo won't mm. shut up. It just natters <laughs> on nonstop, and he finally wants to get it removed.
0: Kim Coates famously <laughs> take on Sons of Anarchy uh, yeah. and I'm um, very proud Canadian. That is, I cannot, I have not seen that one. I am so, I'm so excited for that one. Um, so Brent, yeah. Mask going to direct this to you. Um, Lauren made the joke before we started recording about, um, oh, what, what are we gonna get? Corner Gas animated the movie, you know? And I, I guess that, that speaks to the fact that, you know, you, you have managed to give us Dog River in so many forms uh, and keep those, the fires, you know, the home fires burning in that kind of way. And we've had the chance to spend so much time with these characters of Dog River. Do you have anything else that you are, that is, that is germinating, that you're planning? Um, or, and does uh, yeah, it take
3: place in an old folks home.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, no, there is nothing on the radar. Nothing I'm planning on doing. Um, I I feel like you know nobody's been short sheeted in this exchange. It, it went so much. We had such a longer run than we ever anticipated. So I'm just feeling very blessed. But I long ago I I learned not to count corner gas out. It's like a zombie corner gas just keeps coming up <laughs> out of the dirt, you know, and you're like, Oh That's my the God, one. there it is again. So, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll never count it out, but at the same time, uh, there's no plans to do anything else.
0: I would love to see, uh, Corner Gas the zombie movie I mean didn't you in a previous <laughs> previous season of Corner Gas give us like Corner Gas animated give us like a Mad Max Fury Road yeah there you was know, kind of a post apocalyptic dog- yeah, yeah. Mm. I'd be I'd be up for that well then do you have any any words then for for the fans? I will include a link to um, to uh, yours, Brent's uh, kind of goodbye message that you that you posted um, a couple uh, weeks back. You know, announcing uh, you know the the fourth and final season of Cornegas animated. But you know, to, to to everybody, what what message do you have? You know, for the for the fans
4: yeah just thanks you know the 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 level of gratitude that I have is hard to kind of put into words because, like we said, this was something we didn't think was going to happen uh and it certainly didn't think it was it was going to connect with an audience the way it did and and what we found is that people they really this show really engaged them, and they really became a part of it, and they kind of took ownership of it and they spread the word and they told their friends and they told their coworkers and it was, it was really the fans who drove this show uh to all these different heights uh and so you know for anybody who watched the show enjoyed the show spread the word as much as you loved watching it we loved making it and knowing that you uh you were behind it so just you know my biggest heartfelt thanks to everybody who watched and supported the show
0: yeah everybody else is nodding. Anybody else? Mm -hmm. Nancy, Tara, Lauren, you have anything else you want to say, you know, to, to each other? I mean, I I guess that your family. I'm done talking to these people. Yeah, you're done. (laughs) No, I mean, you are the, you are the the corner guest family. So you're all like, yeah, we are. Yeah. Inextricably trying to weave my fingers together. It's not, it's not very, uh, Successful. I'll just say that, that, you know, I, I echo everything that Brent said about the fans. I mean, I
3: mean, what an honor and how fortunate are we? I mean, and 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 we know it. And uh, and and on a personal note, how fortunate it is that. You know, and it's, everybody says this. It's such a cliche, but we really are a family. I mean, we have worked together on set for six years, riding in the same band, living in the same building, traveling for promotion, exciting things like New York, and going all over the you know going all over the place. We have shared so much, and then we come back in another incarnation, a reincarnation as a film, and everything just picks up, relays off, and then we then we do the animation, and and there's so much that goes on beyond just the final product it's that that's that's it's we literally like we like we travel together we we everything you Mm -hmm. know so this is this really is a um a family and you know man am I ever honored uh uh to be a part of this family for the rest of our days we will be linked together and man that's that's really nice and really something great so yeah you know
0: on behalf of, of all of Canada, then, thank you so much for sharing your family with, with all of us. And um, I, I am looking forward to that, that corner gas, the Golden Girls old age home. I think it works. You you all you all fly down to Miami and you're eating cheesecake. You're on the lanai and you're in your I think it's great. That's what Thank are down. (laughs) You're all down. It has been just such a pleasure spending time with you today. Brent, Lauren, Tara, Nancy, where can our fans find you, follow you, celebrate you, honor you on the social media?
4: For me it's at the, my
2: name yeah.
4: Twitter and Instagram
0: yeah. at, Brent <laughs> at Brent Butt. At Brent Butt at
4: yeah. Lauren
1: Cardinal. At yeah. Lauren
2: Cardinal. <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah.
1: I'm just at T Spencer Nairn because there wasn't enough room.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm Nancy
3: Capital R tweets on Twitter because somebody else had the nerve to have my full name. Um, what a yeah, song. Yeah. People fall
2: downstairs uh, every day, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where are they?
2: Where are
4: they?
0: <laughs> Where are they? But their password
2: dies
4: with them, damn it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just a nice push out of the airplane. Uh See, we bring it back to the content of the show. Yeah. Ah, (laughs) ah.
2: Mind the elbow.
0: Mind the elbow. And and season four of Corner Gas Animated uh, premieres on July 5th on a CTV comedy.
5: Correct. 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 Okay. Okay. I'm
0: sorry I didn't uh... sound so sure. Like, huh? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And if people want to watch any episode of anything of Corner Gas, Brent, where can people find it?
4: It all lives on uh, Crave TV in Canada, IMDb TV in the States, and uh, outside of that, Amazon Prime.
0: Thank you all. Thank you to our listeners. Please like, subscribe, leave us a review if you are so inclined. They help us find even more listeners, and we can keep the conversation going. You can find us at www.yvrscreenscene.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at YVR Screen Scene. The YVR Screen Scene podcast is hosted and executive produced by me, Sabrina Ronnie Mera Furminger, and it's edited by Simon Furminger. Special thanks to Mariana Furminger for recording our Patreon ad. To Paul Furminger for technical support, and to Dane, not Ferminger Doublet for the original music, while we are screen scene as a division of Fish Flight Entertainment. Join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's dynamic film and television scene.
5: And cut. In the current COVID-19 environment, UBCP Actra, the BC Performers Union in the film and TV industry, has been working closely with industry partners formulating sensible and practical guidelines for all cast and crew to ensure working on set is manageable and safe for everyone. UBCP Actra has created a dedicated COVID-19 webpage at www.ubcpactra.ca where members can find mental health resources, financial assistance information, and back-to-work strategies and updates about the current status of film production in the province of British Columbia. UBCP ACTRA knows this has been an extraordinarily difficult time for many people, and we look forward to better days ahead. We will get through this together. Please visit www.ubcpactra.ca. A message from UBCP ACTRA.